0: Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's episode is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief Chris. In this episode, we're going to be talking about resources and practical steps, specifically the technical versus the emotional side of grief as it pertains to some resources. So here's some resources on the technical side. I like to break these steps up into what you can do as a griever, and as an advisor, how you can advise your clients, specifically, immediately after the passing of a loved one. And this is more so for the griever, but the advisor can help support the griever in kind of enforcing some of these things. So handling all arrangements for funeral, final disposition, you know, final reception, or anything like that, you want to make sure that that is taken place first. Then you also want to contact an attorney who practices an estate, trust, and wills. And you want to make sure that you engage the right professionals early on so nothing is, you know, missed. And it's important for an advisor to encourage a client to do that so there is a professional who is in the profession of handling things like that so things don't get missed. The other thing, too, and again, in the immediacy after the passing of a loved one, I would order multiple certified copies of a death certificate. So many financial institutions or government agencies uh, will not discuss your loved one's financial affairs or anything like that without first receiving a certified copy of their death certificate. And I would get some with and without the cause of death. And many people ask me, how many copies should I order? And I generally say 10 to 15 copies. It's always better to order more. The worst thing that could happen in the situation is you don't order enough. And then you have to, you know, go back and order some more. You have to go through that process. So... I would advise, you know, your client on that and then having any legal documentation available or at least know where it is. And your attorney, again, will guide you through this process, specifically if there's a probate situation or there's a trust that needs to be administered. You know, very specific information that you'll go through there. Within this next aspect is going to be within 30 days following a death. So I would organize, prepare, delegate, and send acknowledgement cards for flowers or any donations or food or spiritual remembrances. It's just a nice aspect to thank those who have reached out to you and have been very supportive. And then you also want to notify if you have not already done as the client, your financial planner and your financial advisor. And I would advocate, you know, notifying your financial planner, your financial advisor, probably earlier than that. But they can help you out, you know, tremendously. And then I would also inquire about any current or former employer burial and survivor benefits. So something on the technical side that is most likely going to be weighing on the griever's mind is how are they gonna move forward, especially if they are financially dependent on the person or persons that passed away. So I would also collect financial documents as a next step within 30 days, insurance policies, investment accounts, last couple years of tax returns, and statements reflecting any debt, such as last mortgage payment, car payment, credit card payments. You wanna make sure none of that is missed. In the process. So again, your financial advisor can help you out with that, with some of the things on the technical side. And then in the spirit of kind of moving through a timeline, within 60 days following a death, notifying financial institutions, government agencies, and medical providers. In within some of those, Social Security Administration, credit bureaus, utility companies, credit card companies I mentioned already, and then I, the IRS, you can obtain a pen number from the IRS to make sure there's no fraud that happens to any pending or future tax returns. And then medical providers, dentists, or other specialists to pre- prevent future billing. Uh, one that's kind of often missed is someplace you get prescriptions, like Walgreens or CVS, that you know you want to make sure that any facility that has access to automated billing is not continuing to automatically debit accounts. The next step is you wanna cancel or transfer accounts, ownerships, and memberships. And I would ultimately defer and have help from your financial planner or your financial advisor and your attorney before closing any accounts. So you want to make sure that you've transferred all accounts, such as savings checkings, you know, bill pay accounts or credit cards. So you want to make sure that it's, it's handled appropriately and in the right mind frame. And that's why I say having a professional to help you out in that process is crucial. And then you want to make sure that you transfer ownership of property that's consistent with your legal documents, hence your attorney. And then you also want to make sure you want to take careful note that if you transfer any money that goes into a bank account, that it reflects proper FDIC limits. Again, hence why you want to have your financial planner on board. And then you also want to cancel the deceased driver's license. You want to make sure that nobody takes advantage of the fact that someone has passed away and they try to continue to use a driver's license. And then you want to also inquire about any pending loans that you may or may not know about. And then you also want to review who has authority to enter and make changes with regard to safety deposit boxes. So please note that this isn't an all inclusive list, but it should get you on the right track. And there are always many outliers, but this is something that will get you on the right track. And again, ultimately, I defer to utilizing. Your professional. And I'm also going to add a CPA in there. Uh, You don't want to miss any important tax documents. So some of the important professionals on your team are your attorney, your financial planner, and then your CPA. And I would rely on your financial planner to engage other professionals as they kind of uh, make recommendations for. Some important deadlines to make sure you don't miss is income tax return following the year of death. Generally it's 90 days from the year in, which is usually March 31st. Again, I would speak to your CPA trust funding. Normally it's April 15th and it can be extended. I would again speak to your CPA up until September 15th. And these deadlines only serve as guides and the dates can change from year to year without notice and I would ultimately defer to speaking again to your CPA and referring to the IRS guidelines. Now I'm going to move on to the emotional side of resources. So as in previous podcasts, I've indicated I'm a very strong advocate of support and bereavement groups, and I'm gonna go through a list, and these again are located on my websites, my various websites which you can find at the end of the podcast. So support groups and bereavement groups in particular. The Compassionate Friends is a website, and it's support after the death of a child, specifically. AARP Grief and Lost Resources, you can go to their website, and they have uh, very good resources. They're, they actually have a, um, a caregiver call center line there. Wellspouse.org, there's a resource for spousal caregivers. There's an organization called the National Widowers Organization, and it's specific to men grieving a loss. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Grief.net, HelloGrief.org, and Caregiver.com, I've mentioned this, and they have very, very good resources all over the gamut of caregiving, death. And then there are some resources that are unique to helping children cope with grief. And childmind.org has various resources, articles, and things, you know, helping with children in particular. Hospice.net also has some very good resources. Dementia, I've dealt with that. And I currently work with folks that are in hospice that have dementia. There is a very good playbook in regards to alzheimer's i'm a you know sports guy and my father handed me a book it's called the alzheimer's playbook and it was written by a former coach uh, based on his experience with his wife and it breaks down dimension to some very finite steps that are easy for just about anybody to understand and then family communication And as I alluded to, I have seen families feud over just about anything when someone passes away. Again, I'm going to reference caregiver.com. There's articles for ending family feud. And then there's also a website called caringbridge.org. I'm also going to reference a book that I utilized. Uh, My oldest son is very clairvoyant. When it comes to death, and I had a hard time explaining to both my boys, you know, death, you know, what transpires, and they asked specifically, do, did our dog go to heaven um, with our grandparents? And I had to find a book. I went online, and Maria Shriver has a book called What's Heaven? And it really does a good job, in my opinion, of explaining heaven to children. So there are some also some audio books out there. Beloved Son series, Men in Grief. And again, some other resources, national organizations, Alzheimer's Association, American Cancer Society, Hospice and Palliative Care. uh, VITAS, Hospice of the Comforter, Advent Health here in Orlando, where I'm located. Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. You know, basically.gov, Medicaid.gov, Medicare.gov, and Social Security.gov. And then I've also in previous podcasts referenced some information in regards to nursing home and rehab facilities. Again, Medicare.gov, you know, will give you a checklist in regards to vetting some of the nursing homes and some of things that you should be looking for. Something else, too, that I'd like to throw out is uh, I, get, I commonly get asked this question where can I find a, an attorney to help me specifically uh, with elder care? And you can find online superlawyers.com backslash elder law. And then also Medicaid planning assistance for attorneys with Medicaid background specifically. So I know you've given you a lot of resources and a number of these resources are located if you're a client on my financial planning website. And if you are an advisor, it would be located on my consulting site. So as always, thank you for listening and feel free to share this podcast with any friends, family members, or colleagues. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with me, Chris, and or my firm, head on over to life after grief, FP, that is life after grief, FP, the FP is for financial planning.com. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section. And as always, please feel free to share this week's podcast with any friend, family member, or colleague. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the next episode.